0: I want to start the journey with you guys, and I've titled the message, Discovering God's Purpose for Your Life. Discovering God's Purpose for Your Life. Now, before we get into it, let's start on the very basic level, the definition of purpose. What is purpose? Now, I, go, I put something up on the, um, the Oxford Dictionary, and it defines purpose as this. One of the definitions, the reason for which something is done, the reason... For which something is done or created or for which something exists. The reason why something exists. Will everyone, can everyone or will everyone agree with me that if something was, if something is not created for a purpose, if there was no reason, there was no intention behind the creation of anything, do you agree with me that that thing is useless? Right. So if your, if your TV, your TV at home, your smart TV, I know some people have like 65, 75, 85, right? If your TV is just a black box and produces no value, would you keep it in your home? Even photographs, pictures on your walls, even though they are still, right? They still serve a purpose, whether bringing memory back to your mind or inspiring an idea in your mind. I'm going somewhere. So everything that you allow in your life, or you even buy with your money, have a purpose, a value they are given to you. So the question is this, which is a bit of a kind of an insult on the, uh, on the side of God from us, most of us believers. And it's not, it's, there's no, it's, not, it's not our fault, and I'm not trying to blame us. Religion has not done a good job to our lives. Now, we believe everything else around us has a purpose to a great extent, but we don't really think our life has a purpose. Now, we don't say it all the time in those words, in those terms, but the way we carry our lives, the way we, we conduct ourselves, and the way we blame God, and the kind of fasting and prayer that many of us do shows we are simply telling God that he has no purpose for creating you. It's simple. So, okay, because it's the first day of the year, I'm trying to be very nice and holy today so that people will not not say, Sunday has started, 2023, I thought he was born, he will be born again. So I'm not going to have a dig at some religious kind of prayer point. But when you say things like, Father, okay, I'm going to give you one. So, but when you say, Father, if you're looking for someone to send, send me. Here I am, send me. Have you not gone? If the Lord needs somebody, here I am, send me. I was playing that song in my mind yesterday, and I'm thinking, wait, wait, God has a work to do. And you are, saying, you are standing next to the work, and you're saying, Here I am, send me. If you need somebody, why don't you get into it? And that's even very trivial, and that's because I'm trying to be very nice this morning. You hear things like, you know, pass me not by. O oh, gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While and all that thou art calling, do not pass me, but I don't understand. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord is going through and for looking for people whose hearts is ready. He's the one looking for you. Not that you are hoping that it will get to your turn. And that's, this, one, this example, to example are very, very trivial. And that's because I'm trying to be very nice on the first day of the year. Amen. You so what I'm trying to say is that the way we conduct ourselves, some prayers, some so many prayers that people say it is a clear indication that we do not believe that we have a purpose. Watch this. Now, this is the flip side to it. If you believe you have a purpose, right? What you will be asking God most for most of the time is direction. Lord, how do direction? How do I go about this? Because you know that there's an intentionality behind your life. See, for a person to struggle... Now, let's take it a little bit seriously. Now, for someone to be struggling with suicide and are thinking of committing suicide is a, is, is a clear indication that they do not have a sense of purpose or do not understand the purpose for which they are created. Now, the world around us has given us, you know, has given us trivial things to live for. So when I used to be in Nigeria, when I was much younger... I thought life was about how many mobile phones you can have sophisticated mobile phones how many houses you can get how many nice cars you can drive growing up maturing and you know before i talk about uh, maturing and growing up and when i go to church every sunday what the man of god speak over my life over our life is you know this week open doors great and mighty doors you will break through doors will be open for you you know, that miracle, you know, that 11th hour miracle, somebody will surprise you. People will come for you. And every Sunday, will material possessions, material possessions. And I thought that's what we live for. And when I came to the UK, you know, when people go for next sale, on the, for next sales, and they come back home with a lot of stuff uh, Please don't tell me. I see. I've taught my people well. and I, I believe there was no one in this church who was in front of next door on, at five a.m. on Sat on on which day was that Boxing Day. I believe so. I'm a man of faith. So I believe there was no one standing at the door of next. <laughs> now, so those guys they they go to next. They they buy you know they buy a lot of stuff and they bring them back home. And because I was still poor in my mind, and I've not really, I I know I had a purpose, but largely, if I was very sincere with myself, the way I saw purpose was more around what I can get with material things. And I was hoping one day I'll be able to wear those big labels. And God eventually, long story short, delivered me from that stupid thinking, right? And it began to open my eyes to see that material possessions are not worth living for. The luster of whatever you have is gonna fade, it's gonna wane in maybe the first week or two weeks, two weeks, and you want to buy something else. Where I'm going is this if you think material possessions or natural accomplishments is the reason for your existence, you will live from material possession to material possession. And trust me, because those things <laughs> they're not worth living for, you will never be stable. And you will have people come around you and manipulate you. You know, one of the most un- unintelligent things I've seen among many Christians is when they begin to assess, evaluate one another by your natural, by natural, natural accomplishment or the brand labels that you wear, is an insult. That someone comes to your house or someone, or you were invited to a party and they're assessing you on the base of the labels and the labels you're wearing, your health your GC, you know, I'm not, uh, no, I, I don't want to call the full name, so but GC, you, you, you find the you finding. you just put the remaining letters in between and after it, uh, me, I don't want to give free, free advertisement this morning. Amen. Uh, uh, your Balenciaga, is that how to pronounce it? Evil demonic people. So just know that when you're coming to my house, don't wear Balenciaga, Bel- Bel- don't wear to my house. Because my camera will not even allow you, the ring doorbell will not allow you to come through. Once I hear the alarm, that's Balenciaga. Come on, you can come in. Evil people. People who hate anything righteousness. People who invest and fund wickedness. Balenciaga is the one that can easily just because they've been in the news lately. And you use use the product of demonic people to evaluate the value of your life. It's just we do not understand what what purpose is. Some people think what we live for in this world is get a nice job and a 65p of your mortgage, glory be to God. No, that's not what you were created for. Because many of such people, or many of these people, don't like their day job. You don't like the job, you don't enjoy it. I don't want to mention names because we have plenty. You don't like your day job. You don't enjoy it. But you go up there because you have to put body and soul together. And you think that is what to live for. They have deceived us. Amen. You thought I was practical in 2022. I'm going to be much more practical in 2023. Make the word of God real to you. May help you live that Christian life. That when you are walking out of that door or when you get shut down online, you know, you can live the Christian life. And I'm going to commit myself to that much more in 2023 that my people are able to live a practical Christian life that you can quote like one million scriptures or tons of scriptures and you cannot live it. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, some people think what to live for is you have a mortgage, you buy a property and you move on or you get a job and stuff like that. But last night I was thinking, you know, there was, there's someone that I know that... When I was made redundant in my, my job, it changed their attitude towards me. I was inferior to them in their own eyes. And I picked it up and I knew. And I'm like, you're one of the most stupid people that I've met in my life. Sometimes people don't, sometimes people don't like me, use the word stupid. But I'll say it and I'll say it very well so that you can know. I mean, I will cause a spade a spade. I'm, I'm going to call things that are dumb, dumb. So that when you see them, you know they are dumb. Don't, you don't do that. Because the person, I didn't lose my job. It was politics that got me out of it. And, it was, I, I, and I prayed for it because the job was like kind of a trap for me. It was a trap. I, was, I felt stuck and I prayed myself out of this. Amen. And it was a, one of the best times of my life because it helped me to really think. And uh, by God's grace, I'm going to be building my own thing starting from this year, you know, my own digit, uh, digital transformation company and stuff like that. So if I become a millionaire, you will not even know because I won't tell you and I've not changed my car. So <laughs> I get to me because it helped me to really think. And I said to myself at some point, I said, this must not happen to me again. Because when I started a new job, in less than six months, I had grown my position. Now, I told you guys, I, I bought books about cloud, 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 data, enterprise architecture, software, software architecture. I'm going deeper into technology. I'm, I'm developing myself to be chief technology officer. Like, the highest role you can get when it comes to technology. Nobody's paying for that. That's the skills that I want to accomplish. I want to acquire. I get it. So that's the way I think. I'm always investing in myself. I'm always thinking of the next thing. You can see, the, you guys will have met me for a few months. You can see how I think, how I behave. I'm always thinking of how best. What's the next thing? How better can I be? How better can I be? Even in how arranging ourselves for church today, I saw a better way to, to uh, streamline our processes. That's me, and I said to myself, going back to the job thing. I said, This must not happen to me again. And the Holy Spirit was opening my eyes one day. He saw what my salary and even the salary for my next job would say, and said to him, What is on inside of you? What? Okay principalities and powers, behave yourself. He like, said, what is in your mind? <laughs> Basically, what it showed me was that what I'm being paid is nothing compared to the value and the treasure and the potential in my mind. And I open my eyes to see that today you are underselling yourself. So what do I need to do? I need to go sit down and fine-tune what's on this side of me and take those steps. The meditation that's been on my mind the past few days is a word from uh, one of my fathers in the faith, Andrew Womack. He said, if you don't pursue it, it will not happen. If you don't pursue the plans, if you don't pursue the plans and the purpose of God, it will not happen automatically. And as I went to bed last night, as I woke up this morning, my wife can tell you maybe uh, about five or six times I've said it to myself today. If I don't pursue it, it will not happen. Amen. I'm looking to get a building for this church, and I have a vision, I have a lot of stuff around me that I'm not gonna go into details, and I can see it in my mind, I can see it in my spirit, and I'm gonna pursue it until I see it. I mean, I'm going to pursue it until I see it. I want to come out of nine to five jobs so that I can do this more, uh, I can do what I do full-time in a sense, right? And I'm going to pursue it and I'm going to see it. And the same thing applies to you guys too. So let me stop blowing my own trumpet. The same thing applies to you guys. So there's so much loaded in your mind, but we connect everything back to your purpose, because when you discover your purpose and the reason why God created you, it, deta- I mean, it influences what you stand for, what you live for, and what you allow in your life. In 2023, okay, I don't know what's going on around here because I'm um, being caught off from time to time. It's, we hardly get this. I don't know why it's happening. In 2023, you have to choose and decide who comes into your space, who come into your life. In 2023, you have to make up your mind to live a life of purpose, a life of intentionality, being intentional about what you do. Friends, life is not, is not, a, drive, is not a, uh, a dress rehearsal. Andrew Womack used to say, make that statement a lot, but I didn't get it. But recently, I got it. He said, if you are not living for something, you are burning daylight. I, I just don't get it. Until one day, I was able to see the picture of a candle. Right, so think about a candle light, and you light the candle. Now, um, some candles, maybe some candles can burn for maybe twenty four hours. Now, think about every minute in an hour, and think of every minute in an hour as, as an hour as a day. Right, so say a candle can burn for twenty four hours. I will have said, I will have thought a candle will burn for many years, but I've not seen one yet. So let me try to, Let's try to do some mathematics here. Now, so it, say a candle can burn for 24 hours, right? If you leave it on constantly, it's going to burn for 24 hours. So let's do some math. So 60 so sixty seconds, make 60 minutes make one hour, right? So 60 times 24, my math, okay, 6 times 24, 6 times, okay, well, my calculator is not here, that's why, right? So just do that math and convert, okay, or break it down to seconds. Let's take it all the way down to seconds. So 60 times 60 times 24, if you have your calculator, you can clearly do it for me. 60 times 60 times 24, so uh, how many seconds do we get? If I get there before you. So 3,600 is, is a second, yes. So that's in seconds. Then that, that, that uh, multiplied by 24. So uh, 3,600 times 24. Don't tell me I got it before you. It's 6,400. Am I right? 60 times 60. That's 3, yeah, then times 24. So think about it this way. So it's 6,400 seconds I, in one day. Now, let, instead of seconds, let's think about it as a day. So, as a candle is burning, right, you are think of your life as a candle. And every second is a day. Now, as a candle is burning now, as you are spending the days, as the days are going by, you are burning out your life. Does it make sense? As a candle is burning now, per second, compare the second of a day to a day of your life, right? Or even a year of your life. If you're not doing anything with your life, you are burning so when Andrew said you're burning daylight, you are burning out your life. I was going to start speaking to men in my church uh, soon to start challenging them to say, you know what? Guys, it's good for us to enjoy life. It's good for us to have fun when we're young. But having the opportunity to be maybe 10 years, eight years ahead of many guys, I can tell you that the seed you don't plant in your life today, the preparation you don't do today is an opportunity you'll lose in future. Standard. I've not lost track, but this is a word for people that I was was actually going to share with guys, but since it's coming here. So regardless of your age, say... If you don't do your if you, if you don't use your life for something meaningful today right and you waste it there's an opportunity in future you will lose if you let me take it to agriculture if you don't plant a seed in the ground for an harvest when the time of harvest comes, you ain't going to get anything amen so let's be mindful of how the media try to print life to us or paint life to us. Have fun, have this, have that. So, all of this, I'm gonna help us out on this journey as we discover who God says we are, our purpose. Because if you don't have that foundation right to say, This is my life, this is what God has called me to do, this is the reason why, this is what I was created to do, and live for it. You realize that when you are 60, when you are 65, yeah, you may have done well. Yes, you had the property, you paid off your mortgage, but when we compare it to the purpose why God created us, what have you lived for? What have you lived for? Amen. So I hope that helps a little bit. So that's just introduction. So let's get into it. So we say purpose is what is uh, is, is the reason for which something was created. And I was trying to say that you know, Eve, all around us, we believe. We will spend money or invest money on something valuable. So why do we think that our life is not valuable, much more valuable to God? And I think your relationship with God will affect your sense of purpose. Because if you don't believe in God, if you don't have a relationship with God, you can't really see what what to live for. And second thing I want to call out is this. How you see God will determine how you live your life. So if you think God is one almighty God somewhere, somebody, the one who consumes by fire and is looking for an opportunity to consume, consume you by fire when you make a mistake, you can't have a relationship with him and you can't discover why, what he has called you to do. And you can't seek him as a friend. You can't speak to him as a father. You know one of Jesus' offense? He called God father. Why they wanted to kill him. Amen. And John 17, 23, he, says, he said, uh, when he was praying for his disciples, he said that they may know that just the way you have loved me, you have also loved them. Amen. So if you don't really know God, or you have a, you, you, you have a wrong picture of what God is, it's going to affect your sense of purpose. Amen. Right, so let's get to it. Now, let's go into the Bible and find scriptures to validate what we're talking about. So let's turn our Bibles to Jeremiah 1.5. It's a popular scripture, but let's go into it. Jeremiah 1.5. Watch this. I'm praying for you guys that the Lord will lighten your eyes and understanding as I speak and the sense of purpose will begin to bubble in your heart. Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah 1.5. So I'm reading from the New King James. It reads, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Watch this. If Jeremiah, after he was born, if he didn't step into, this, if he didn't discover this or step into this, you know, if he didn't until he was 50, that does not change God's purpose for his life. I want you to listen carefully to what I'm about to say. I've come across people lately, and even in time past, who have been through some crisis in their life. And at some point, they think God cannot use them anymore. God cannot walk through them anymore. I was speaking to someone a few days ago, and um, they were telling me that, you know, they went through some rough time in life. You know, it seems like, you know, life happens and they lost some time in their life. And um, one of the things someone said to them was that, um, you see, you got to be grateful that, because they had re- some revelations, some dreams, you know, showing that God wants to do something through them. And they, they spoke to someone, and someone said to them, he said, you need to feel privileged that, you know, God still wants to use you. I smiled. I couldn't make much comment because of, because of the relationship of the person speaking to this person. But the truth is this. God is not doing you a favor by trying to make something out of your life. It designed you for something. Amen. It designed you for something. Amen. So, do not think because life has happened to you. Regardless of the circumstance, some people will say things like, "Because you had a child out of wedlock, because you had, because you're divorced, because you do this, because you do that, so God cannot use you. You are not qualified." Those people. Today is the first day of the year, so I'm trying to be born again because my my mouth, my mouth is very big. Amen. My mouth is very big, so I'm trying to be nice. They are not well. I, 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 I'm trying to be holy, yeah? but that's that's the, but Paul, because we are holy today, they are not well. They are not well. Now, let me tell you something. I'll repeat it. No matter what happens to you in life, does not change the original intention of God for your life. So I created a speaker to amplify people's voice, for people to hear my lovely voice in the church. Are you trying to see my voice? It's not nice. Come on. Right. (laughs) For people to hear my voice. So because when we were transporting the speaker, the speaker dropped. We now say it is not good as a speaker anymore. We should should use it as a footstool. But the speaker is still working and can still deliver. It makes no sense. No matter what life throws at you, no matter the delay in your life, it has not changed God's original plan and intention for your life. Amen. Whether you are 40, or 50, or 60, it has not changed. The, the quicker you get on track, the better. So if you think 50 years I've lost, yeah, okay, but you still have another 40 or 50 years. One of the, one of the billionaires that I know, I, I, I was watching him on, um, on, I was reading about him two, uh, a few days ago. The guy is 98. Uh, one of, um, I don't want to mention the other guy's name because that guy, is, he said it's not correct. He, he sponsors abortion. But that's why we'll talk about that later. But is 98 i one of the richest men in the world, especially the one known in the area of stocks. The guy's 91 years old. How old was your queen before she passed on? Amen. So, you think you have lost 50 years, you still have another 40 years at least, in case you want to do 90. Or like also wants to do like 100 or 120, right? But that's what we're here. So, So, what are you going to do the, with the next 40 years? Are you going to keep soaking up and complaining and mourning it happened to you that is gone what are you gonna do going forward so regardless of what happens to you in life your purpose is as valid as the one who originally created you even in spiritual things the bible says the gifts and the calling of god are without repentance it does not revoke it does not take back amen so, this is first, my first um, for today. My first cost for today is that you have a purpose. I'm trying to help you to see that there's a reason for your existence, and nothing in the world can change it, regardless of what happens to you. Amen. So, God said to these guys, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. This is one of the reasons why abortion is a criminal offense. a spiritual criminal offense. And this is not to condemn anyone who have had to, right? But if you are thinking about it now, it's a criminal offense. And if you are thinking you can go and live a reckless life, and if anything happens, you about is a criminal offense in the eyes of heaven. Because God knows the child in the womb. He said, before you were formed, and even before you were born, look at those stages, before you were formed, the conception has not taken place. Now you were formed. You know, so, you know, before conception is before you were formed. After you were formed in the womb, next thing is to be born. Right? It has say, before you were born, I ordained you assignments given, granted, before you were born. So, regardless of what has happened to your life, your life is not useless. And you should not see it as useless. Amen. So, to prove that to you again, let's go to John, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 40. Luke 1 40. So, this is um, Sister Mary. Sister Mary went to Sister Elizabeth's house. Sister Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sister Mary was visiting Sister Elizabeth. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, let me read thirty-nine and forty, so that you can see who we're talking about here. So, after Gabriel, one one of the one of the guys in our camp, you know, appeared to Mary and told him about about told her about uh, the birth of Jesus. Yeah, because this guy's in the heavenly, you know, they're my guys. We we rule. I'm a spiritual. You know, you guys know now that I'm not normal, right? Like you guys too. So, Amen. So, Sister Mary went. Now, Mary arose in the. So, uh, this is a uh, Luke one thirty nine. Now, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zechariah's and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, watch this, that the babe lived in a womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. The baby was still in the womb, and someone came in, greeted the mother, and the baby lived for joy. What are you talking about? And you said that the child in the womb is, you know, is um, the woman's body. The woman can do whatever they like. The devil has deceived those minds. Teenagers and young people, you better listen carefully. Don't get yourself involved in any form of promiscuity and sexual immorality that will get you pregnant. I'm telling you. And also all manner man of variation. A child is a life. And many parents can tell you that when you have a child, it changes the causes of your life. Not your purpose, but the cause of your life. I've seen how a child comes into a relationship, a child they did not plan for in their mind, and it just messed things up. But that does not mean that that child is an accident. Amen. You got to look after that child. Because that one, (laughs) you you are the one who made yourself available as a channel for God to bring that one through. Amen. So that's a word for young people, all those um, 20s, and even adults. Abortion is not an option. So, avoid sexual immorality at all costs. You know, those nonsense to tell you about contraception and things like that. I will pray for you that it will fail. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, it's good. I, I like to see those laugh. It will not work. So, behave yourself. So, when you remember Pastor Sunday's voice that, that guy said it will not work, so you won't, go, you won't go through. Anything I can do to dissuade you from going that direction, you better stop. you know stop. I'm not condemning people who have, have had to abort or something, something. I'm not. But I'm talking to people going forward because there are problems you can avoid. Now, let me tell you one truth about Nature. You know, there are some guys out there who are really advocating abortion, right? But there are things they are not telling you. Anything you do to violate the course of nature is going to haunt you for the rest of your life. Because I've spoken to people who have aborted a baby, and they've sincerely opened up to me how, what it did to them internally. One of the ladies who was uh, advocating for abortion among the celebrities, one day broke down and actually came out and actually expressed uh, ha- what is really happening on the inside of her. But for many years, she was advocating, she was, she was advocating there was nothing wrong with abortion. But when I think her life was gonna like, when the consequence was really heating her up, go- she just opened up and said, This is exactly how I'm feeling, even though this is how I appeared to look. And I was thinking, my, do you know how many people you have misled? So in 2023, you have to decide how you want to live your life and how you should live your life. Not what people told you, your parents, your husband, your wife. (laughs) I'm going to one of my teachings one day, probably on on social. Uh, I might do a a meeting together. It's going to be marriage as, as an idol. Marriage as an idol. Many people think because we get married your marriage should trump your spiritual life is a lie. Marriage is to support your spiritual life to fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life. Not the other way around. So when you begin to place marriage above your spiritual life and your own work with God, you open yourself up to the devil to come in and mess your life and even that marriage. Singles, Watch out, I'm coming big time in 2023. I'm going to express and share with you some deep truth about relationships, about marriage. What you think it is like on the other side is not what it is. Uh, the married ones and the one, and, and in the house are, are, are laughing. I wish you were here to watch this. It's not. Let me, let me, let me tease some girl. Uh, not tease, maybe not be the right word. But let me just kind of be funny, with, uh, not funny, okay, I don't know but well, let me just tell you the truth. I'm trying to make it light right, for a single lady. You know, he's a, he's a Prince Charming. He's handsome. He's, you know, he's the best movie actor. You, didn't see him as, you don't see him as an actor, but, you know, he comes around. He's a very nice guy. Wait until you marry. You know, guys are good at chasing, right? One thing you must bear in mind is that generally human beings are selfish, and we have a consumerist mindset, a consumer. You know, we want to get something, and once we get it, we move on to something else watch out, when you married, after you're married, what it turns to That's when you will know whether he truly loves you or you were just something he wanted to conquer. And many men don't even have that mindset. They don't know that is how their brain is working. I mean, I've seen countless men that, that the moment they got married, the woman was no longer as relevant as she used to be before they got married. So, Never, never trump any human relationship above your relationship with the Father. Because that relationship with God is what will carry you through. It's what will sustain Your husband, if demons if de- come and slap your face one day, your husband will cannot even see them. But you are the one who can say, I- how dare you in the name of Jesus. Your spouse should not hinder your spiritual life in this 2023 See, your spiritual life is a do or die affair, friends. If you die, God forbid, if you die untimely death, your spouse will carry you with their life. See, there are some demonic agents in form of relationship and healers that you must not allow in your life in 2023. So you have to look at it like it is a do. This is a do or die affair. This is my life hanging on the line. You ain't. Come, there's they not coming to my house. You ain't coming to my house, even if I open. The eye, whatever it is, on the door. And I see you. I'm not opening it. But friends, it took me a long time to get to where I am right now. So it might take you about nine years to get there. But let me prepare your mind. You have to be able to see your life as valuable, as important, as that. No stupid in-law can control your life. I was going to post that post, but those in-laws, they were, they, God saved them. They escaped. They escaped. I was gonna put on social media a few days ago that the fact that you are married, somebody is married into your home or into your into your family does not give you the rights to control their life. And this nonsense is very common in Africa. Ah, she's our daughter. What do you mean? Knee me down there. With all due respect, ma'am. Don't talk to me like that. With all due respect, the Transformers Church is very different because I don't stand for culture, I stand for Christ. I stand for Christ. So I'll pick one, either culture or Christ. So in this life, I'm, my mind is set to so be on my own with my wife and with many sensible people in this house. See, my family would desert me. I have a lovely family. They will not desert me. Right. If, if my family would desert me because I don't stand for culture, bye-bye. But don't forget, it took me many years to get here. See, I'm not preaching. I'm telling you my conviction. And my wife can tell you, I don't give a rip. Amen. So, we're talking about you have a purpose. We're trying to establish it before we start showing you how. But that will not be this Sunday. But first of all, get it. I want you to go back home saying, you know, before I was from my mother's home, before the, you know, the thing has not even happened. And he had a plan. Now they now did whatever they did, they didn't, I am valuable and worthy. I am valuable to God. I am important to God. My life matters. My life counts. See, when you understand that, that God took his time. Now, all manner of electronics manufacturers, those are human beings creating something. But the almighty God took his time to create you. No, 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 no see, it's an insult for someone to treat you like a piece of trash. You, whom God took his time to create a design. And you allow it. So you and I are going to get angry and say, you know, God, it's, I think to some extent too, the, the level at which, or the level to which we respect and honor God, will determine how much we stand our ground and fight off some stupidity of some people. 2023 is that year to be angry. To say, I've had enough of this control, molestation, abuse. This is the year for me to begin to live that life that God has in store for me. And if you don't pursue it, if you don't kick some people out of your life, it will never happen. Life is a fight. My wife can tell you, I've, she can say, all oh, manner not fight in my house? E with myself, not with people. Life is a fight. The phone calls you will not accept. Now, there was someone in my life at some point and I realized that, to a very much extent, what my life became in certain areas as a function of how they've looked down on me, how they rejected me, and all manner of condescending behavior that they have mounted over me for many years. And thank God I'm out of that relationship now. So where some of us, our life is right now is because of some of those people in our lives who don't see... Anything worthy coming out of our lives, take take it very seriously. Many people will treat you based on how they see you. So when people control you, when people are trampling on you, treating you like a doormat, they are saying that you are useless. And you have a choice to so either respond or just keep going with them, getting along with them. The poor man of medicine There's some people you will block. Even as you are stepping out of this shot today, just call. go on your phone. You may be very nice and polite say, so you know what, I just want you, to know, want you to know that I'm blocking you off. I blocked someone's wife, the person was hungry, the same old man of nasty, dirty voice note. I said, you don't have a clue yet. This is a fight for my life. Your wife will come and talk to me anyhow and trash me and, and, and dirty me behind you. And you think I will continue to accept it? I've taken it for over 10 years, not again. I'm an adult. I'm approaching forty. If I've never taken my life very seriously, the time is now. Not again will anyone take me and treat me as a piece of trash. I won't take it because I know I have a purpose, and I know God has loaded with so much potentials. And I'm not going to allow human beings to trash it because lives depend on what I do. Likewise, you. Galatians one fifteen. Wow, 11 o'clock. We need to walk on this walk clock because I was going by it. It's not working. So it's 11 o'clock now. Uh, let's, let me give you more scripture and then we, show, we, we take it off from there. Galatians 1.15. Watch this. Now, so we've seen Paul. We've seen, we've seen Jeremiah. I couldn't take us to read about Jesus, John's purpose and stuff like that. You know, We know that Jesus came to save the world. He has a purpose. John k- came... Maybe we, 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 we get, you guys can spare me one, one or two minutes. I might be able to show you that one. Excuse me. And Galatians 1.15. Watch this. This is Paul speaking, Apostle Paul. He said, but when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Watch this. He said, but when he pleased God, who what? Watch this. Who separated me from my mother's womb. What I was still in my mother's womb was when God actually ordained me and called me to be a preacher of the gospel to the Gentiles. Do you know Paul was a very bad guy? He was Saul of Tarsus? This was a guy that was arresting, hijacking and, and jailing many Christians. Consented to the death of Christians. So imagine Paul getting to a point in his life and saying, look at all the evil I've done. I'm not qualified to do the will of God. He said, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. So regardless of what you have done with your life up until now, it has not changed the purpose and the plan of God for your life. Paul, this guy was a bad guy. And he's the greatest apostle on earth, he will speak. Despite the fact that this guy has consented to the death of many Christians. Many of you have not even, you have not even done a percent of what Paul did. Even zero point zero 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 percent of what Paul did. And you have disqualified yourself. That's why you got to wake up and say, my life has a purpose. There's a meaning to my life. God has a purpose for my existence. I'm not going to go to John because of our time, but John, when the Pharisee went to him and asked him, who are you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. When he saw Jesus uh, the following day after they approached him and stuff like that, and he saw Jesus and said, I did not eat Jesus, but he who sent him said to him that on whom he sees the Holy Spirit coming on like a dove, you know, that's Jesus. Just paraphrasing the scripture. John knew he was sent by someone. I'm going to get there. I'm going to help parents to understand how to raise their kids in their area of purpose in discovering what God has called them to be, because uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth, to a very much extent, knew what God has called John to do, and I believe they will have raised him along those lines. Amen. Praise God. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we thank you for this morning, for your word coming to us and stirring our heart to remind us and to challenge us not to settle for what you have not created us to do. We thank you for how you're starting with us to help us understand that we have a purpose. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that your word will continue to fire up in our hearts and destroy the seeds and the the seeds of the enemy in our heart has held us bound and held us back for so long. We pray that your your holy hunger will be up on the inside of us to, to push out of our life the drosses and the works of wickedness that wants to destroy our life so that we can step into your plan and your purpose for our life so that we can begin to live a meaningful and fulfilling life in Christ Jesus. Father, we pray that 2023 will be the best year ever because your people will begin to discover who you have called them to be the reality of the purpose will become much more real to him, them and will be able to step into it in you know, taking new territories, concrete kingdoms for your sake, for your kingdom, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray for your people in the name of the Lord, Jesus, that you quicken their heart, not to settle for average, not to settle for what you have not created them for. You steer their heart, you quicken their heart, and you make your water to continuously to, to run in, their, in the back end of their mind, their subconscious mind, until they break through shackles, until they break through barriers, until they bre- break through bondages and hindrances, You know, holding them back from becoming who you have called them to be in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for lives that are emerging from today. Rising up to say, I am the light of the world and stepping in to do what you have called them to do. Shining as light in our nation, in our communities, in our homes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God.